Welcome to Two Chicks Talk Writing. I'm Isabella. And I'm McGee. Welcome to our show. Let's talk about pen names today. You use a pen name. I use a pen name. Why do you use pen names? You know, I think people use pen names for different reasons. For myself, I work in academia. And so I don't necessarily want my students to know what I write. Not because I'm ashamed of it, but because I have this ethical line between what I do in academia and what I do in publishing. And I never want to be accused of using my students as one of those things to say, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, I write, you know, I write XYZ. You should go check it out. Mm -hmm. Wink, wink. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't ever... I don't know that my students know, and unless they, someone's told them, uh, I keep it pretty separate. Now, some of my peers know, but not, not my students. I know you use a pen name, so why did you use a pen name? My first name is very common, and my last name is not, so it would be very easy to find me, and I live in the South, and people are crazy here, so... It was a little bit of that, and I still had one child still in high school, and the same sort of thing. I just didn't want any extra layers of attention besides all the other layers of attention kids get. So I went with a pen name. A friend of mine uses her real first name, so she answers to it, and then came up with the last name that didn't match. But because my first name's so common, that was that was of no use. Well, here's another reason why I picked a pen name. So when I went to Google myself, I found out a porn star has my real name. Ooh. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, well, that's another good reason to have a pen name is, you know, Google what you got and see what's out there. You know, if you're similar to another celebrity or something, you know, you, you can't be going writing as Stephanie King, people be on to you. <laughs> right. Right. Although there have been people who have taken famous figures, use their name as their pen name. So sometimes people's names don't necessarily fit their genre. Mm -hmm. No. So if your name sounds very flowery, Victorian, and you're writing axe murder stories. Well, I think you bring up a good point. You know, a lot of in looking at this matter, a lot of reasons that some people pick pen names is that either one, they don't like the name they were given. For example, we were just talking about her, Anne Rice, who was given her father's name, Howard. So you could see how that might lead to a few school uh, yard fisticuffs, yes. (laughs) Right, right. And then sometimes we see people whose publishers want them to use a pen name. I did recommend this to one of our authors because of the breadth of work that they put out prior, and I felt like they needed a new start. It was met with a lot of resistance because, as you might understand, you know, they want to keep that, that legacy alive. Well, when you build a brand, 
you know, and you go through all that crumble to build a brand. If you're not doing it, you should be. So that's my, my note of that. But um, if you're writing different genres and you want people to not necessarily get confused about, you know, boy, her books are so funny. And then they open one and they're like, this is not funny. I think I'm funny. My books aren't generally funny yet, I guess. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I went to RWA and I went to the luncheon that they have at RWA and I sat next to a gal and everybody introduced themselves and and by introducing themselves, they said, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. That's my pen name. This is my real name. And I write in these genres. And then they started listing off all of these genres that they write in. And one gal who I sat next to, super nice petite little, little thing. And uh, she sat down and said, hi, I'm so-and-so. And under this pen name, I write Amish romance. Under this pen name, I write BDSM erotica. And I was like, oh, and, and she was a lawyer to boot. Oh boy. So we could see how all of those She talked about writing Christian romance or clean romance because, you know, Christian romance is a whole genre unto itself. You know, they normally don't have sex and, you know, they follow the rules of the Bible and things like that. So it was interesting to sit down and talk to all of these people and mostly women who write different types of romances under different names. Interesting. Cause I wouldn't think it'd be worth the effort. <laughs> well, you know, I have two pen names. I have jet Abbott where I write my paranormal under, and then I have Isabella. And so the first book I released was always faithful under Isabella. The next book I released was Scarlet Masquerade under jet Abbott. And imagine trying to build two brands Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Online presence, web, Facebook, social media. What colors are you going to use? Fonts. I mean, you could, if you're not thinking about that stuff, somebody else is. A lot of moving parts. And J.K. Rowling, you know, they asked her to write using her initials because they didn't want children that would be interested in the book to be turned off because it was written by a woman. In the mystery genre, it's predominantly dominated by men. There are some authors out there who go by their initials or a pseudonym so that they can get through that first look. Regardless of what people say, there's still some discrimination within the genre. And I would imagine the same would be true if we were to do the reverse men writing in the female romance category. Just doing it for fun. Why not? I mean, you don't need a reason, I suppose. Sure. Established writer, maybe of nonfiction or something scholarly like that, maybe you wouldn't want to come out with children's books, but who would care? But Stan Lee did that. He he used Stan Lee for his cartoons for the kids and then uh, used his real name for his uh, literature or whatever. I don't know what else he wrote, actually, now that I say that. Well, there have been a lot of famous authors, you know, throughout history who've, you know, used their 
use pen names. So it's not uncommon. It's not something that is new. You know, using a nom de plume is a way to go under the radar if it doesn't work out. And for example, you know, after J.K. Rowling's wrote the whole Harry Potter's thing, she wrote another book and you didn't use her name for that. And the book sales were awful. And then when it came out that J.K. Rowling's wrote that, then they just flew through the roof. In that instance, it proves two things. How hard it is for what's considered an, a new author to break into, and I believe it was mystery, to break into the mystery category, and yet making that wrong choice to use a pen name when you've already got a well-established name that you're using as an author. But I've noticed, especially in the genre that we write, more people are trying to move to a pen name if they change genres. Uh, a couple of people come to mind, and I've noticed that uh, several of them, if they move to the erotic category, change their pen name for that. Mm -hmm. And then if they do paranormal, they've changed their pen name for that. So I think we're seeing this more and more, but what they've done is they've already established their author brand. And then they just say, oh, hey, I'm writing, you know, and then they're going to, people are going to ask them the same questions. Why? Well, I think you lose some of your audience for sure, but I can see the other side that if they're used to a certain type of book from you and they get something completely different, they might feel like, oh, yeah, I don't feel like I'm good enough at writing what I write now to write three or four other genres. Yeah. So what do you think some of the advantages are to a pen name? It does give you some anonymity and it does give you a little maybe delusional sense of anonymity, but it does give you a chance to create that total brand, whatever it is that you want that to be for your writing. You know, I think people should think about it a long time. So what are some of the disadvantages then? Because obviously there's going to be some disadvantages. Are they insurmountable? Are they disadvantages that would make you rethink picking a pen name? I think the only thing for me was when I went to sign some contracts, I'm like, do I use my pen name? Do I use my real name? Do I write AKA after my name? What do I do here? I didn't, uh, you know, this was, I was in the weeds a little bit. I didn't know how that was supposed to go. I guess you can sign it as your pen name, also known as. Right. I, I don't know. So that was the only thing that kind of kind of gave me a little bit of a, you know, the checks are going to not, this isn't a person. So, <laughs> so I need Does to anybody have to open a checking account in my pen name? Right. Yeah, exactly. You need 16 forms of ID and you're like holding up a book. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to legally claim your pen name? I don't know off the top of my head if I've ever asked anybody that, you know, do you try to copyright it or what do you do? I don't think you can copyright a pen name. Well, that's what I would think. Yeah, I think, you know, when you make that decision to pick a pen name, that you're, gonna, that you're going to have a pen name, I think you're right. I think you should do your research. Is it, why are you picking a pen name first? Why? You know, pros and cons. Sit down and list those. And, and why are you doing it? Why are you having a pen name? Is it for anonymity? Is it because... 
you're going to be writing in several different genres? Is it because your name is a porn star name? That would have been an interesting lawsuit to see the porn star sue the erotica author for using. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my my legal given name? Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. Yeah. That would yeah. That would be the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that it would have made great, you know, conversation at conferences. Like, hey, I watched your video. Yeah, no, you didn't. It wasn't me. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I see you made a porno. No, wasn't me. Wasn't me. That would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So I think people should, you know, think about why they want to do it. It's kind of one of those, I guess, in a sense, it's a lifelong choice if you if you want to do this as a career. So it's something that you should like. I would say so, and I think your point is good that you can change it. So if you've written a bunch of books and now you've got a new editor or, you know, you've got a whole new genre or, you know, maybe your craft has gained a lot of traction from the initial works, maybe you want to separate yourself from that. So you might want to stop that name there. And then from this point forward, just know you're going to lose some audience in that way. I have seen some shady stuff happen within publishing where an author has stolen some material, mm-hmm. copy, plagiarized uh, other novels. It came out. And I don't know that even if they tried to use a pen name, if they could ever recover from that. This is your brand and you should protect it at all costs. Mm-hmm because that's something that will be associated with you from now until the end of time. Right. There was an instance, I don't know if you remember in our genre, where a man was writing under a pen name and put out a ton of books. But what he was also doing was catfishing women within our genre, readers within our genre. A lot of people who went to bat for this particular guy put their own reputations on the block mm-hmm. and got smeared when, when it got found out. Wow. And then there were those readers who said, oh, hey, what's the big deal? You're reading a story. Who cares, who cares who's writing it? Well, and depending on how you want to spend your money, you might care. Yeah, you might care. A pen name is kind of like your alter ego. It's not a fake identity the pictures you post should be of you i don't think there's any reason they have to be current but it shouldn't be from fourth grade Mm -hmm. there have been authors allegedly sending young actors or actresses to play them Mm -hmm. an author signing and they use that person's image and all of that stuff and that's trying to trick your audience. I mean, it's one thing to use a certain thing and, you know, whatever. So I don't know how that fellow would have handled his, his book signings. Well, and it got shadier than that. I mean, the the amount of work that this particular individual was putting out and the number of reviews he was getting seemed to be higher than the average in our genre. The quality, uh, I read one book and went, man, this is really sterile, has a really sterile feel to it. Something's off here. And a lot of people thought he was 
Great. And the way that, that he interacted with women and or, or the readers was trying to be very personable. And this guy was putting out like a book a month, a book wow. every two or three weeks. I mean, it was, it was pretty unbelievable. Then to find out that kind of dishonesty and, and some people got burned whether because they supported them or because he catfished them in the other instance when someone is playing you and you're using their photos um i don't know i'd ask the readers do you feel like that's that's being dishonest as a as a writer mm-hmm. i mean because isn't what we do here fiction we create fantasy or we create, you know, fictional characters that fall in love and or murder or whatever. Isn't that kind of what we do? Sally Martin, she says in her interview, she never leaves the house without her full regalia, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> because no one wants to Who's see Sally yeah, no one wants to see Dolly Parton in a house coat with no makeup. And where does the persona line separate you from, from that? And what are you portraying? And when does it become a, a lie versus everybody knows she wears wigs. I mean, I don't mean like that, but I, I just mean right. in terms of having a whole other person be sent to an event and saying it's you, that seems pretty shady. Yeah, no, you're, that's, that's true. I, I agree. I think that if you're sitting behind your computer and you're never exposing yourself, like this author who impersonated a lesbian, you know, catfished everybody, totally impersonated a lesbian. You never saw any pictures of him, but as you started to dig and you could start to dig, there were other shady things that this individual did, you know, in, in their life. And so part of this comes down to money. When you are sitting home pounding on the keyboard, you can be anybody you want. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can present yourself as anybody you want as long as, in my opinion, you don't cross the line and you don't catfish, you don't gaslight, you don't treat people unethically to get money out of them or to get information out of them because there's a whole ethical line I think you cross. Because we're, we're visible. People know you're McGee and I'm Isabella. Right. Our face is out there. We attend conferences. We show up. People know us. They know we have pen names. Uh-huh. Um, it's those people who hide behind the screen. And if you're telling me an author sends an actress to go out and impersonate them, Now we start to get into kind of some shady territory. If we're talking about a guy who's impersonating a lesbian and striking up conversations, or maybe even a relationship Mm -hmm. with a reader in the hopes that this will become, you know, you're their number one fan and get out there and pimp their work. And, you know, I mean, there are some definite ethical lines being crossed in both of these situations. And in both cases, I've seen authors say, well, who cares? I love their work. 
But would you love their work any less if you knew it was a 70-year-old gray-haired woman writing those books? Well, and I think that it's all well and good to say it doesn't matter to you. I mean, you have to pick what hill you're going to die on as your oh, author sure. brand, too. I mean, for sure, you could get in the weeds and and I can name and you can name, sure, multiple professional figures that have lived and died by by social media. Lots of people were smashing Cat Stevens records in the early, early 80s, you know, when he changed his name. and Yeah, uh, he became Muslim. Yeah. Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali. Uh, I think we can look at individuals, with the exception of J.K. Rowling, and I think that there's many supporters as there are detractors for J.K. Rowling. Cassius Clay and Cat Stevens and a ton of other people made personal life choices that precipitated a name change. If you are changing your name, though, to perpetuate a fraud on readers, that's different. It's not a value statement at that point. Cat Stevens and Cassius Clay were both, you know, value statements. They were lifestyle choices and, and they were making a statement by doing that. If you change your name to Puff Daddy, I'm not sure that that's a value statement. And there's nothing wrong with that. I am not against pen names. What I'm against is if you are doing it to perpetuate a fraud, to gain access to financial benefit. What we're seeing a lot of happening in society right now is there's a lot of gaslighting going on. So how would you tell somebody to pick out a pen name if somebody was looking for one? For me, my name was Sentimental because uh, I've said this before, the reason I picked Isabella was because if I had a daughter, I would have named her that. I was only blessed with three sons. I decided to use that because I really love that name. Uh, some people say, you know, that name doesn't really fit you. Maybe yeah. Jet Abbott fits me better. I love the name Jet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that I would say, look at your genre. What do all the authors have in common? And maybe you don't want to be common. Maybe you want it to be a one name pen name. Maybe you want it to be initials and a pen name. Maybe you want it to be two names. Figure that out first. Right. One, initials, two. Shoot, maybe you want it to be three. Maybe you want it to be all initials. Maybe. And then uh, Google your name to make sure no pen stars or nefarious actors are associated right. with it. Right, right. That might be a good idea. What do you like? What can you live with? Kind of like getting a tattoo. What can you live with for the rest of your life? Right. And then remember, people are going to be calling you this at conferences and sending you emails with that. I went to my first conference. My book was nominated for an award and I won. I was walking ahead. I had my wife with me and somebody kept calling Isabella, Isabella, Isabella. And I just kept walking. And Shaleen jerked my hand. She said, I think they're talking to you. And I'm like, oh, 
So there's that. You have to get used to being called that pen name. And getting used to writing it because, well, you'll always know if I've signed a book for you because I have a pen smudge, something spelled wrong, I crossed out, wrong year, you know, crossed out something. I actually sat down, I know it sounds vain, but I sat down and practiced writing my name 1,000 times so that I would write the right pen name at least some of the time. (laughs) And sometimes um, readers might be upset that you have a pen name. What, why do you need a pen name? What are you ashamed of? I got that question a couple of times. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why do you have a pen name? What's a well, big deal? You're in academia. Yeah, but there's there, your point of, of, of someone already using your original name. If you have an ethnic name and some, you've got some heritage and culture and family pride behind that. Not only does it make you happy to see your name in print, but it might make your parents happy to see your name in print. I love to see ethnic or different types of names on books. Um, Sometimes I often think, is it a pen name? I don't know. And a pen name a lot of times is totally personal. It could be professional. In my case, it was personal uh, for two reasons. One, the story behind if I had a daughter and two, not only did I not want my school to know, but when I started writing lesbian fiction, my family wasn't accepting of me as a lesbian. I looked at that and knew that I didn't want my family to be able to find out that I was writing lesbian fiction and kind of going down that path of debauchery, you know, everything associated with it, erotic, BDSM, you know, deviant behavior. So for me personally, that was another reason why why I did use a pen name and didn't use my name. I mean, I could have used my initials and then my last name. I even thought about using my wife's last name. Again, those are reasons that you should consider a pen name or not consider a pen name. Hey, look, you can just pick a pen name to have fun, too. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if you if we were to look at porn names, how do they get those? You know, and are are we talking? So there's an example of genre specific industry pen names. And drag queens, you know, to right. Julie Newmar, you know, Noxima, what was that or something? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that you can have a lot of fun with pen names, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, that's one of those things where we need to look at it through all lenses. And with author branding, uh, help you brand. If you are, if you're being quite good about selecting your pen name, when we were thinking of baby names, I would take the first name, the middle name, and the last name initials and put them together to make sure that they didn't have a little ugly um, word. Yeah. Spelled out. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes the monogram, you know, the middle, last name's in the middle, and then the other two are here. That could be bad, too, sometimes. (laughs) No, I I think you should, because one of the names that I had originally picked, if I had a daughter and the way I wanted her name, her initials would have been ass. And I'm like, A-S-S. I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah, Yeah. love the name. Let's dump that one. Right. My sister's Linda with a Y, and, you know, she spent her whole life... I always had bike plates. She never had one. It's funny you say that because when I named my sons, that 
bike plate issue came up. One of the reasons I picked their names were twofold. One, they had some special importance to me. And two, I wanted them to have short names because when you go to school and you have to fill out the long, because my first name is long, my middle name is long, and my last name is long. I always ran out of, out of boxes, boxes yeah. to fill it out. And so it's funny how those kinds of things stick with you when you're looking at picking a pen name, naming your children. These are all things that you consider. And so I would hope when someone's looking at a pen name, they would consider those things as well. Because while Christine J. Wayncott might look really great in all those script letters, it's a lot, it's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. And you might like it and that's fine. And you're set on having it and that's great. That's what's great about all of this. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. In some cases though, don't say we didn't warn you. And now a tip of the day from the Writer's Toolbox. So I would say our tip of the day, Google your name and Google your pen name. Don't just Google your legal name, Google your pen name, because there might be someone out there with your pen name. They might be writing, you know, hardcore bondage, spanking novels, who knows? Yeah. And you know what is the problem with that? But if you want to be associated with that, yeah. Might have a built-in audience. Yeah, and your readers are going to think everything in your fiction book is true. <laughs> hey, who says it's not? I'm just well, saying. Well, I'm just saying. I uh, The funniest thing to me is when people write to me and they're like, well, which character are you? Well, I'm not any of the characters. I'm, right. I mean, I'm a teeny bit in all of them, but None right. of them are me. They're not anyone I know. And they're like, well, I only wrote what my, you know, my life story. And I'm like, mine's just not that interesting. So, well, I mean, you know, uh, but uh, <laughs> the parts of the book that they say are unbelievable are the parts that were true. <laughs> right. You can't make this shit up. Yep. Truth is, yeah, straight that's, to the picture. That's, for sure. so, that's true. Yeah. Somebody asked her, you know, if, if you read her books and she said, no, because I see us in there all over the place. <laughs> and I said, you mean our sex life, babe? Cause you just write what you know. I'm sorry. It's just what you know. She's I like, guess I'm a lot better at research than you are. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, or, you have an, or you haven't experience, experimented <laughs> as much as I have. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> If you have something you want to hear us talk about, make some comments below. Check out our Two Chicks Talk Writing website at www.the2chickstalkwriting.com. You'll find all of our past podcast episodes there, as well as some tools and tips and freebies you can download. You can also check out our Facebook page, Two Chicks Talk Writing, and our Instagram at Two Chicks Talk Writing.